Today on the newscast, Afghanistan has fallen and the Taliban is back in control. We're sharing five consequences that will result from what is one of the most shameful debacles in American foreign policy history. That's next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We're just a few weeks away from the 20-year anniversary of the 9-11 attacks and Afghanistan has fallen. The Taliban has officially reconquered the country and completed its lightning takeover yesterday when it seized the capital city of Kabul. This is the same Taliban that gave Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda safe harbor to train and plot the 9-11 attacks. After 20 years, trillions of dollars and thousands of American lives lost, that Taliban is back in control. Taliban jihadis immediately declared the Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan yesterday and occupied the presidential palace in Kabul. Thousands of Afghans swarmed Kabul International Airport trying desperately to escape. You've probably seen the footage by now of Afghans literally hanging off of the U.S. military planes as they departed. Hello, Saigon. This is every bit as shameful as the way in which the U.S. withdrew from Vietnam in 1975 when people were frantically evacuating the U.S. Embassy rooftop in helicopters as the Viet Cong closed in. Now many of those Afghans who are fleeing today worked with the U.S. as translators and interpreters over the past 20 years, and now they fear, with good reason, that they'll be executed by the Taliban. The U.S. Embassy in Kabul is now closed and some 6,000 U.S. troops are headed back into the city and into harm's way to secure the airport. They're going to help evacuate U.S. citizens and also, hopefully, a good number of those Afghans who risked their lives to work with U.S. forces these past 20 years. Meanwhile, President Biden is set to address the nation this afternoon. By the time you watch this, he'll probably already have made his remarks. But no matter what he says, the damage is already done on many levels, and the consequences will be severe. Whether you agree or disagree with a U.S. troop presence in Afghanistan, I think we can all agree that the way this withdrawal has been handled is an absolute embarrassment and a debacle, not to mention a complete leadership and intelligence failure. Now that the damage is done, we need to get into what happens next. So... Here are five consequences that will result from the fall of Afghanistan. Number one, the United States has now lost all credibility, not only in the eyes of our allies, but in the eyes of our enemies as well. Simply put, they do not fear us. And if you're a top communist official sitting in Beijing right now, or a member of Vladimir Putin's regime in Moscow, or a leader in the Iranian regime, or one of its various proxies in the region like Hamas and Hezbollah, you are feeling pretty good about yourself right now. On the flip side, what if you are sitting in Taiwan, Ukraine, Israel, and you are surrounded and the barbarians are literally at the gates? You can't look to the leader of the free world for any kind of support. I'm not talking about a military intervention. I'm talking about projecting strength on the world stage so that you won't need to use military force. That's what peace through strength, that entire concept is all about. Project strength, your allies will trust you, your enemies will respect and fear you. That is absent right now 
on the part of the United States, the Afghans were quite literally abandoned. Again, I know we can get into it all day, whether the U.S. should have withdrawn, whether it should have stayed. President Trump also wanted to withdraw U.S. troops, but it would not have been done like this. It would have been a conditioned withdrawal. The intelligence, the leadership failures across the board here are absolutely catastrophic for the United States. And one consequence is our reputation is in tatters right now on the global stage, which brings us to consequence number two, with a vacuum created in Afghanistan, China, Russia, Iran, Turkey will all look to fill that vacuum. Remember, Russia, China, Iran, border Afghanistan, they certainly have a stake in this and what happens in that country already. Turkey and the regime of Recep Erdogan, they want to control the airport in Kabul. There have been discussions on that end. Of course, China, Russia, China looks like it will recognize this Taliban government. Russia has said that it's not going to evacuate its embassy in Afghanistan. I wonder why. And make no mistake about it, China and Russia are very concerned about Afghanistan once again becoming a terror base that threatens its borders with jihadi terror. That's even more reason for them to fill the vacuum that the United States left behind. Then there is the Iranian regime. Of course, Al-Qaeda members have transited from Afghanistan into Iran over the years and found safe harbor there. Yes, the Taliban is a Sunni terror regime. It is a Shia jihadist regime in Tehran. But something tells me at this point in history, Iran will look to have as good as relations as it can with the Taliban moving forward. There's also the Pakistan question, a nuclear armed nation bordering Afghanistan as well, which has had close ties with the Taliban over the years. Just a disastrous powder keg on all sides that is still unfolding. As I mentioned, there are still evacuations ongoing at the airport in Kabul right now. 6,000 U.S. troops will be on the ground. And look, will they be in harm's way as the Taliban tightens its grip on that city and on that nation? God forbid, we hope not. I mentioned the possibility as we come to our third consequence of the fall of Afghanistan and the U.S disastrous U.S. withdrawal. The third consequence is the very real likelihood that Afghanistan under Taliban rule will once again become a terror base. Rewind. Pre-9-11, of course, Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, Ayman al-Zawahri found safe harbor, support in that nation from the Taliban. They used it for training, plotting, planning, organizing. And yes, they carried out the 9-11 attacks some people may forget why we are in, were in, as Americans, in Afghanistan in the first place. It was because of 9-11, because the Taliban helped facilitate the deadliest attacks on U.S. soil in American history. So that was the situation before U.S. forces overthrew the Taliban in the aftermath of 9-11. And the jihadi bases kind of moved, right, globally and around the region. Iraq became a base. Yemen Somalia, Africa, Syria, of course, became a magnet for jihadis. Think about what happened uh, in the run-up, or I should say, after the U.S. withdrawal from Iraq in 2011. Not long after, Iraq, Syria became terror training grounds for ISIS. And you had the flocks of recruits coming from literally all corners of the world, young jihadis 
flocking to Syria in particular to train, to join ISIS, to become part of this caliphate, this mini-caliphate that ISIS formed in Iraq and Syria. By the way, thousands of Western recruits, Europeans, and yes, Americans, flocked to Syria uh, to join ISIS, fight and train under that banner. Will Afghanistan once again be that sort of terror hub? I think, folks, it is a very real possibility. Al-Qaeda still has a strong presence there, as does ISIS now in 2021. Pre-9-11, Afghanistan was a training ground. International jihadis flock there. I've interviewed some of them in the past, one from Libya in particular. And there is a very strong likelihood, again, that once again, Afghanistan becomes the kind of place where terror is plotted, there's training, and it becomes a threat to the West. Number four, the number four consequence of the U.S.'s botched withdrawal from Afghanistan and the Taliban takeover is that we are going to hear stories of Taliban atrocities in the days and weeks to come as they impose harsh Sharia law on that population. Hey, we're already going to hear about it again in the coming days. I fear as Afghans who work with the U.S. again and who aren't able to escape the country will be a target of the Taliban without a doubt. Secondly, women, the women of Afghanistan who are finally starting to enjoy some rights over the past 20 years, that's all out the window. We already have reports of the Taliban dragging teenage girls away from their families, out of their homes, and giving them as brides to Taliban fighters. So what you're going to see is a human rights disaster. The Taliban will not moderate. This is not a new and improved Taliban that has suddenly changed its spots since 2001. Quite the opposite. They will be on literally the war path now. They're looking for vengeance for all the, in their words, in their view, collaborators who worked with the U.S. over the past two decades. And of course, the women of Afghanistan who now have some rights the young children there, it is going to be, I fear, a field day for the Taliban as they enact brutal reprisals. The fifth consequence and the last consequence, there are many more, but for our purposes today here in the newscast, these are the five we want to hit on. Number five, this all but guarantees what unfolded over the weekend and over the past week. The messy, to say the least, withdrawal coming from Iraq. U.S. forces in Iraq have faced fire from Iranian proxies over the past few years, increasingly in the past few months since Biden took office. Some 2,500 U.S. troops in Iraq right now and also close to 1,000 next door in Syria. And the Iranian regime will certainly want to create the Saigon effect in Iraq as well, with U.S. troops withdrawing from Iraq and Syria while rockets are chasing after them. Hey, I mentioned the situation in Afghanistan on the ground. There are reports already that Christians in Afghanistan, there are not many, but there are. there is a small, small Christian community there. There are underground churches there. There are reports right now that the Taliban has already contacted church leaders and members and said, we know who you are and we are coming for you. Folks, Keep these brave Afghan Christians in your prayers. Uh, keep the women of Afghanistan, the children, the elderly in your prayers. Uh, anyone who worked with the United States in that country who's not able to get out, 
please lift them up in prayer. Prayer works. Have purpose in your prayers as you pray for the situation in Afghanistan right now and the people in that country. Pray for my nation, no matter where you are around the world, the United States. This is a, a very sad day, a very sad time for our country to see this complete void of leadership and moral clarity on the world stage. We know that God Almighty still sits on the throne in these Bible times that we are living in. We've got a front row seat for it all right here. And we thank you for joining us here on the Watchman Newscast. We will continue to bring you the truth about what's happening in the Middle East and beyond and why it matters to you no matter where you live. Until tomorrow, thanks for watching. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.